I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now that commission-free trading is the norm, it's time to rethink how we define value. Value is more than a price tag. It's the confidence of knowing you have a team of traders on standby to answer any question. It's Thinkorswim's charting and analysis tools. And it's a personalized education to fine-tune your skills. Value is becoming smarter with every commission-free online equity trade. Discover true value with TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. work i got something in my eye um so i would just yeah i keep trying to blink that fucker out of there but i don't know i'm not having much luck yet it's happened before i keep getting this fireproofing in my eye and when it gets in there it's like a three day like last time it happened i couldn't get it out for like three days my eye was red as shit looked like nasty case of pink eye was that, when, was that a couple weeks ago when you mentioned that you thought you had pink eye? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it turned out no no pink eye, just something in there, and it, I guess it eventually worked its way out. I don't know. Stay away from butts, just in case. It's a bitch, dude. Yeah, you don't want anybody farting in my eye right now. It's at high risk. Yeah. I'm, uh, I got, I'm set up a little awkwardly today. What do you mean? My, uh, well, uh, the... There's some people here fixing my heat. For the, so, uh, the like the heat problem you've had for four years? Five and a half years, but it's out. <laughs> and there's finally somebody to fix it? Yeah. Like I got uh, it got mentioned to my maintenance guy when I was smoking with him and a couple other people and he's like, Oh yeah, that I can't believe you live like this for this long. I'm like, I, I told you about this like five years ago. He's like, I don't remember that. Well, you only told him about it once? Twice at least, but it was it was it was 5 years ago. Yeah. It was my first winter here. I know that. Yeah. Well, that you got to admit that's that's partly on you for no follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. You can expect I, with... I, was, I was probably wasted too, let's be honest. Yeah, and so you like, hey, 
<laughs> it's hot up there. He was probably like, fuck you, dude. But, uh, yeah, you can expect something like that. Like, you can expect an apartment apartment maintenance guy. You can expect about... Oh, shit, just a sec. Fill for a little bit. Why? Oh, he's got it all... Let's take a listen. Awesome. I'm recording, so, uh, we got out there. Recording? Yeah. Yeah, just a podcast. Oh, okay. Nothing special, man. <laughs> Tell him, yeah, we got it all, man. <laughs> I heard you tell him it's nothing special. What do you got to do? Go. What do you have to do? Go sign something? Oh, no, nothing. He was just telling me that it's all done. How long did that take? Uh, we got here about uh, a little before noon, so four hours. Man, all those days you, you fucking sweated your ass off and... That's wild shit. It was a salad in here, baby. So where were they at? They were in the, like, you got a little utility closet? No, uh, just like right when you walk in my apartment, there's a baseboard on the entire front wall. And apparently that baseboard has some sort of Johnson Rod water valve that controls, like, water for the whole building. And that's what was heating up. I, I don't know. Hmm. It's, a, it's a really old heating system that's, like, outdated. Compared to every every other apartment out here, I yeah. mean every other apartment in this complex, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what was what was going on, but it's fixed now. Long time coming. Long time coming indeed. <laughs> yeah, you got to stay on those assholes, man. Though so, something like that, you got to expect to tell them like five times before anything happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Or, or you just go straight over their heads. Traditionally, I just call the, uh, like, I have an actual, like, realtor. Like, not just a landlord, like, it's a business. So I just call the business. I'm like, hey, this is Jeff from so-and-so, apartment so-and-so. Got an issue with the sink again. <laughs> have you had a couple, you got a couple of sink issues? Oh, yeah. Like what, it leaks? My uh, neighbor's sinks, our bathroom sinks and showers are connected, so if one of them starts, like, clogging, they're both, they're clogging on both ends. Like, if I put Drano down, it's coming out on his sink. You got some back, yeah, you got some backflow. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But now, apartment's up to to snuff now. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. What's the weather like in Denver? Well, speaking of which, Eric, I was just about to segue. Thank you. Uh, it was a nice, beautiful 60-degree sunny day. And about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you see this big-ass storm rolling in. And there's no no precipitation yet, but we're getting rain, sleet, slow, rain, sleet, snow throughout the night. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's, it, it, it started cooling, cooling down really quick. Dropped Damn. like 15 degrees out of nowhere. Really, it's uh, it's super nice right now in Peoria. I mean, it was cold this morning. Like, it's been getting cold, but right now it's super nice. Hell yeah. Whoa. No snow yet? Nope, no snow yet for us. Which I'm hoping holds out, yeah, for sure, because I we just hired a guy to, like, completely give our house a facelift. Like, we got new siding, gutters, fascia, soffit, everything coming. 
Yeah, so it's a it's a big project. He's supposed to start Monday, I guess, hopefully. So um yeah, so hopefully that snow holds out for show. Oh yeah. Yeah, and Illinois doesn't come till later, so you're good. Um so this is terrible timing. It's we're recording this Wednesday. At Wednesday, indeed. At Wednesday at about five PM Central. Yep. Which is just terrible. Well, I don't know. It depends on what you're into, but it's not the best time to record the wrestling it's not podcast. The best for our content, really. No, <laughs> because I, I don't have a Bulls update because nothing's happened. Because the Bulls are about to play in an hour. Bulls fans are about to play in an hour. Yep. So I was thinking maybe we'll do a. Um, we could do like a, a a a shorter one today, and then do one like a a mini episode Saturday. We could record one Saturday with the Bulls update. I'm down for whatever, dude. I mean, we still have Raw and SmackDown, even though nothing happened. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe Saturday's episode, we could do another short one, but we can have our thirty sec. We can have our. Thirty second bulls update, and then we can do the proper respect. Yeah, and then we can do um, maybe you can talk a little AEW, and then I'm also interested in watching. Have you heard of this NWA Power? No, NWA's back. Well, it's been back. Like Billy Corgan bought the rights to the name and the title and everything. Uh. A while ago, like years ago, are you? Okay. You know, what I'm talking about the Smashing Pumpkins guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that name rings a bell. It sounds like a rocker. Is yeah. it Pearl Jam? Nope. Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, it's been around for a while. They just been doing shows, but now they have a weekly show. But it's a little different. It's on uh, YouTube. Oh wow! And it's called Power. So it's. I'm looking and I'm going to check that out for sure. So maybe we can talk about that as well. It's getting rave reviews. I mean, I might check it out, but good God, wrestling is filling up the free time. Oh, it's exploding. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, since I don't I'm not going to be able to watch. AEW. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch this power and talk about that a bit. I hear. Um. So yeah, it's not it's not the best time to do it. So we might split this into two because we really were looking forward to that Bulls update. Of course. So what have you watched from? Uh, have you watched both SmackDown and Raw? Yeah, I actually watched Raw first just because I went to the bar Monday. I didn't watch SmackDown all weekend. Went to Badges Monday night and. Adam's not even there, but what happens to be on? Raw is fucking war. They're like, Jeff, you're just in time. Hell yeah. It was like, so you watched it live broadcast, you mean? Yeah, I caught like uh, half of it, and then I watched the first half later on here last night. Okay. Yeah, there's always... I watched them. There's always, for, for guys like us that never get to catch it live, there's always something special about catching the live broadcast. You know no, what I mean? No. The commercials are obnoxious just because, like, I'm so used to, like, oh, we'll be right back. Yeah, you're coming back right the fuck now, Tom Phillips. 
Yeah. Well, not you know, not anymore, the, the, brother. Yeah, you, you get that mid-match commercial like, God, what am I sitting here watching? Oh, yeah, Buddy Murphy. <laughs> I'm waiting for Sonic commercials for Buddy Murphy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different feel. Yeah. But it's just... Yeah, we, like when me and Wolf got to watch the, uh, the SmackDown, I thought that was pretty cool. SmackDown on, actually on Friday night one time, because we happened to be working. Hell yeah. Um, so, so you, what do you want to talk about first then? Uh, well, I saw SmackDown. I've not seen Raw. Okay, let's talk about SmackDown. I mean, it, it happened chronologically first, so I guess that would make sense. That would make sense. Um, what was, oh yeah, the first match was good, I thought. Uh, Roman versus Shinsuke. Yeah, Intercontinental Championship, right? Yeah, yeah. So it ended in a schmoz because uh, Baron Corbin came out and interfered for the DQ. But uh, I thought it was a really good match. Like I was, I was pretty pumped about that match actually. Oh, Shinsuke's a great wrestler. They just buried him because they didn't know how to use him because he can't speak English too well. Yeah, yeah. They're really they. He's like, shit. I'm getting real sick of Seth Rollins. So. I'd say he's better than Seth Rollins in ring lately. Oh yeah, well yeah, he's great, dude. They just like you said, it's it's the main shows are all about the entertainment now. Yep. It's more it's more entertainment than it is wrestling. Which has got me it's got my eyes wandering. Uh yeah. <laughs> are you looking at are you looking at the uh the, the fella in the, in the tight jeans at the next table, Eric? Yeah. You should be a, looking at me. That's what I'm saying. It's got my eyes wandering. It's making me want to want to watch NXT or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is this is temporary. They they got to get their feet settled in. Yeah. Uh, Bischoff is out. Some yeah. other guys in. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Thank you. Bruce Pritchard. And they got Crown Jewel, which is just storylines on all pause. So, which yeah, they got the fucking. We got to talk about that. So, even though it's it's a little off base, but oh well. Seth Rollins versus Bray, uh, no DQ, right? Or what's what's it called? No holds barred, or what are we doing? It's a uh, at Crown Jewel. It's a Falls Count Anywhere match, and then underneath it, on the flyer in quotes, it says, "Match cannot be stopped for any reason." <laughs> there you go, nerds. Are you happy? Yeah, I still Ray's either gonna lose or he's gonna have a shitty title run. One of the two, and it's all your fault, nerds. I know. I hate it. I they're gonna give it to him, right? Uh. They might, yes. That's been looking weak lately. Well, it's just like, wh- how do you do it now? Like, you you did some tomfoolery at, at Hell in the Cell, and everybody shit their pants and freaked out and said it was trash and tried to cloak it in the disguise of, you know, no DQ. You know, there's no DQ in Hell in the Cell, but really they're just pissed because because the Fiend didn't get the title. It's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. We've covered this base before. Boom DT is here for the integrity of the Hell in the Cell. We do not want Bray to get the title. Yeah. Well, it's just like like we said, like like you're gonna give it to him. So so say they give it to him at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. 
And then you like why did he doesn't need a title? It's just gonna, it's just gonna fuck the whole character up. Like you're gonna keep him. He'd be the title for a couple, or he'd be the champ for a couple months, and it'll just fuck the whole character. Now it's not even. Then he loses the title, and now what? Well, Eric, I'm gonna say that Seth retains again. How do you think they play this one, though? I mean, I want Either- that. Since it's Falls Count Anywhere, they might go rogue and go backstage to a nice safe zone where it's nice and cool because Saudi Arabia is 100 degrees. Yeah. And then back there, they might just pin some crates on him Roman Reigns style. Something like that. Or or you can take my original uh, prediction for Hell in a Cell and just uh, tie each of his limbs to the turnbuckles exorcism style and pin him that way. So just some other kind of Tom fuckery. It's Tom fuckery, but I mean, so no, we'll get the win. No, I agree. I don't. I don't want the fiend to be the 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 champion. No. And I'm not a fiend hater by any means. It's the best thing they got going. Yeah, yeah. It's just the title's not right for him. It's like putting the title on Undertaker back in the early '90s. You don't want to do that. Yeah. It's just the character doesn't care about the title. Exactly. It's not a fucking... He's beyond titles. Yeah, he's not... It's is you know, in kayfabe life, I, you know, these guys are in in competition to win this title. That proves you're the best. But The Fiend doesn't care about that shit. No. He's otherworldly. He doesn't... He doesn't play by our rules here. He's already got an offset talk show. You know, he's capturing souls. Which uh, he's, got, he's got projects. He's got a side hustle, baby. So do, since Seth burned down the uh, Firefly Funhouse, is it gone forever? That's an excellent question. Cause that is whack. I I I, I doubt it. It'll it'll research. But also on that note, that was supposed to happen in Denver. And, like, right after that was, like, literally right after that was their house show dark match out in Denver. So we know they were in Denver. Do you think that scene was a controlled burn out here in the Mile High City? Or was that a pre, pre-taped shit at WWE Studios or some shit? Oh, so you meant, like, it, it did happen at the Denver show, right? Yes. Okay. I was confused by you said it was supposed to happen, like they did a change of plans or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It happened at the Denver show, but it was all on the Titantron, so it could have been anywhere for all I know. Yeah. No, I'm sh- I just had Melanie burning wood, so... I don't know. You can tell that something's changed. Like, at the beginning, it was real. The set design was like, you can tell somebody took a lot of time. And it was like, mm-hmm. it looked real professional, and now it looks more like... Something that's set up real quick. Yeah, blue wall with a couple of pictures instead of, like, the full house set up. Yeah. So, who knows where the fuck they filmed that. Yeah, I think the fun house keeps going. Yeah, I mean, he could, like, a lot of people are understandably pissed about that. And if it's gone, I agree. But I feel like, like we talked about, like, the Fiend, he can do whatever. He brings it back. Yeah. He recreates the world. It's that simple. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, let's hope for that. So, yeah, back to SmackDown. Um, yeah, uh, like you said, uh, 
Roman and Shinsuke. That was a schmoz match. Just to set up for a, a face versus heel tag later on. Because what had happened was, like you said, Corbin started interfering. And then it was a three-on-one. Corbin, Shinsuke, and Sami Zayn all gaming up on Roman. And Daniel Bryan, the Yes Movement is fucking back. God damn it. Yep. Comes super back. Yep. He's, and he's he comes face. out to save the day. I'm sorry, he doesn't save the day. He gets his ass kicked. But we get a tag match later on. That's the main event. Yep. Roman, or yeah, Roman, Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke and uh... Baron Corbin with Sami Zayn at ringside. Yep. Um, Cor- might as well just talk about that really quick because it's kind of meaningless. Did you like the main event? I actually haven't seen the main event yet. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, there's... Can I give you a, a spoiler then? Oh, yeah. I knew it was going to be bullshit. The only thing storyline-wise that matters is that uh, Roman's named team cap- or captain of Team Hogan at Crown Jewel. Yeah, because... It's nothing special. That's just how he was introduced by the ring announcer. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Nothing. I'm just going to say, like, so do you notice that... Remember Seth Rollins was the original captain? Was he? Yeah, remember they had the when they had the old guys and they were both going off the cuff. Yeah, it was Ric Flair and uh, as the heel and Hulk Hogan as the face and Seth came out with Hogan and who was who was uh, who was oh Randy Orton came out Orton. with yeah yeah yep. so like then they so he was the original remember the the leader and then uh, they booked the. They must have got. They must have did something because of the sour taste that everybody had in their mouth from Hell in the Cell. They rebooked that match, and then pulled. Uh, anyway, whatever happened, they pulled Rollins out of the, out of the Team Hogan versus Team Flair match. Did they ever mention that, or that was just old sneaky wrestling trick? That was sneaky. They <laughs> pay attention to the fireworks on Fox. Don't pay attention to the fact that we're sweeping Hell in a Cell under the rug and trying to give you a postponed baseball game yeah okay i just wanted to, i just wanted to see if they commented on that or they just snuck that one by us okay uh we got a uh on smackdown after this we got um shorty gable uh dominating we're calling him chad yeah chad gable well now uh, yeah now he's not not to interrupt but now he's shorty g Oh, yeah, he changed it again. So afterwards, anyway, he faced Curtis Axel and took care of business like he knew he would. And then afterwards, he's cutting a promo, just like he's explaining the reason he changed his name to Shorty Gable. He's like, be who you are, man. Yeah, it was weird. He just pulled out the the hippie from Beavis and Butthead. Do you remember that hippie teacher with the long hair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I Chad forgot Gable about him. That guy. Yeah, it was a it was a weird explanation. I mean, I'm glad they decided to explain it at least. Yeah, and the explanation's fine. I mean, we're, this is a children's program, so if you want to be a super face and like, absolutely no one's gonna be like, no, don't be who you are. Conform. Yeah. You know, so yeah. But then he, and he at the end of that, he's like, you know what? It's not Shorty Gable anymore. It's Shorty G. Yeah, he he had a little swagger to it. 
Shorty G. He's just not Shorty G is the problem. No. He's Chad Gable. You're Chad Gable. Your haircut does not say Shorty G. Yeah, it's back to our too short explanation. The, na- <laughs> <laughs> the name too short makes sense for a rapper. Yeah. You can't be Shorty G and look like Chad Gable. Uh-oh. Quick, quick side. Uh-oh. No, we're good. I just, my mouse died. Oh, uh, okay. It's okay. As a quick side note, do you think Enzo Amore could pull off the name Shorty G? Shorty G. He he wouldn't do that. It's too corny. Yeah, that's true. It, it wouldn't fit him. He, he would, no, I don't they, think they it. Did, they did certify G, though. The, I mean, that's better than Shorty G, I think. Yeah, the, yeah I agree. I was just curious. Yeah, I think I don't think he would do that. No, because it's not it's not just the fact that like it's a white wrestler; it's the fact that it's like a collegiate wrestling white wrestler with a cinnamon roll haircut. Yeah, it's just kind of acts like angle like you know. It's very weird. Was that the second? That was the second match. Yeah. Okay. What was next? Uh, after that, uh, Hogan oh, did a God. terrible interview on Skype with Cole and Corey, where Cole and Corey were the worst two people of the interview somehow. Yeah. God, that was terrible. They, they, they were so over-the-top, like, cheery and fake. It was like I was watching Fox News or something. Hey, hope, we hope you come by real soon. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, bud. <laughs> And Hulk Hogan's in his room with, like, a bunch of belts. Yeah, and his Skype shit's cutting out every other second, so he can't even hear his promo. Fucking shitty-ass replica belts. There was one that was, like, fell off the wall and sitting back there. It looked like one that you buy from Toys Toys R Us, like the little (laughs) foam ones. Remember Remember we always bought those and, like, modified them for our own wrestling promotion? Oh, yeah. I used to have a... A world tag team belt and an Undertaker belt hanging on my wall. <laughs> you were the world Undertaker champion at one point. Yeah. It was a good run. It was a good run. I mean, I was the executioner, so I was really just playing off the Undertaker's gimmick. Yeah, you were totally riding his nuts. That's all right. I, mean, I, was, a, I was a kid, Eric. Oh, I, I mean, know. We couldn't, all, we couldn't all be as cool as a penguin or Texas Tan, man. Some of us had to have gimmick characters. Oh, uh, I had I had a couple of bad ones. I had uh, a <laughs> ferocious. Oh, uh, that that was named after that was named after your uh, what was the, what was the thing called Hannibal? What was it? What what kind of animal was Hannibal? Oh, that that little dagoo, that fucking gerbil looking motherfucker. Yeah. That you, thing. Named, you named yourself ferocious after you saw him eat his friend. Yeah, I had to. I had these dagoos, which are kind of like little. Uh, they're like little ger- gerbil type of dudes. Yeah, they're really tiny. Like they can, you can fit two in your palm, probably. And uh, one of them, I don't know if one of them died and the other one just ate it, or they he he ate it alive. I have no idea. But I came home and he had just demolished this other one. <laughs> Fucking ate that bitch. And then 
it, every time it got out of the, like it would get out of the cage a lot because you know how kids are. Yeah. You just somehow. If you want to pet it, then you're not gonna put the lid back on. <laughs> something, something absolutely dumb as hell. Yeah. And then that fucker was impossible to catch. Oh, he was so quick. I remember the couple times that he scurried out when I was over at your place. Like, he's got, like, mouse-like speed. So, like, he could dart from one end of your room to the other in, like, two seconds flat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, like, he never comes out of hiding. No, he knows you're looking for him. And the thing about, and the thing about these Dagoos is they can flatten their bodies, too. So, like, a crevice, you think, like, no, he didn't make it under that. That's, like, a millimeter tall. No, oh, yeah. Slid his ass under it, man. Just like mice, they can like collapse their shoulders and get fucking anywhere. Yeah, it is nuts. I completely forgot about that. Ferocious. I had so many fucking little. I specifically remember. I don't know if it was one of us or one of my brothers, but I remember them putting a gerbil on a soccer ball. And then and this is not going to be PETA friendly. As you, <laughs> as you can tell, but I remember somebody putting a gerbil on top of a soccer ball and then punting that bitch sky high, like as hard as they could. And I don't know if it fucking died or what. I think the gerbil would fall off real quick. Like you don't think he went sky high? No. Maybe he didn't. Those soccer balls and volleyballs, those have absolutely zero traction. That's true. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, that's life in the Midwest. Uh, I just tried to hedge the PETA blowback. <laughs> hey, I could tell you a lot of stories that aren't aren't 2019 friendly. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck. But um, so yeah, back to back to so I was ferocious. Uh, penguin. Penguin. There was like a ghost face of some sort. character you were i think you just went as et but your thing was you had a a blood donation shirt as your shirt so your thing your entrance was let's all give blood that was a dope gimmick <laughs> vince mcmahon would have liked that gimmick yeah it had a gangrel vibe to it yeah we were jacking styles for sure that's wrestling though yeah especially in the basement <sighs> but, um, so yeah, what else happened on Smack? I remember the uh, the Bailey uh, and Sasha Banks yeah. Miz segment. I remember that that was the only star of SmackDown for me. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was just, I thought it was really good. Yeah, Miz TV with Bailey and Sasha, and Miz was doing some hard line reporting. He was like, he was cutting deep. This is this is the old Miz I want to see. Yeah. Around the edges. yeah, he was he was letting the socks show. Like he, he uh I'll, I'll just name a couple of different things he did. Um he asked Bailey a question, she was taking her dear sweet time answering. It's like, Oh what we got Brock Lesnar out here, you just not gonna talk forever? Was that your Paul Heyman over there? She Paul Heyman? Yeah. <laughs> and, those uh, those beeps are a call I'm getting, if anybody's wondering. Oh, uh, you still getting no, this is from this is from my sister. So, but we'll call her back later. Oh, okay. I bet you it has to do with uh, we're trying to get together a diaper party. Ooh, there you go. 
Yeah. Uh, that, that's always handy. Yeah, Hills is supposed to be sending out the invite, so it probably has something to do with that. But oh, yeah. we'll get back to that later. Go ahead. Hey, also, Miz also asked Bailey, you're just doing this because you're playing second fiddle. You're tired of being second fiddle to Sasha. And also said the only the only reason you uh, slash the Bailey Buddies, which is the name that they gave the wacky, wavy, arm flailing, inflatable tubid. Uh, I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ho, 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 ho. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho, 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 Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. The reason she slashed the Bailey buddies was so that she could be relevant. <laughs> Which is all kind of true. Oh, yeah. True that. True that, Miz. Yeah. I did like, uh, I liked when Bailey said, uh, life sucks and then you die. Did you? Yeah, that was, I like that. I mean, I, I, I it's an okay statement. You, you gotta play that song here now. <laughs> yeah, life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we get high, because you never know when you're gonna go. It's the first thing it's I thought a, of. It's an okay statement, <laughs> but, I mean, you could tell she's not doing this heel thing well yet, so I thought it was like a cop-out. Like, hey, here's how I can get heat. Life's yeah, a bitch yeah. and then you die. Like, yeah. okay, what, are you depressed now, too? You got... you. You're going to go back to counseling? Yeah. No, that's partly true, but I mean, she she never had great mic skills. No, so, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, she's trying. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I agree. I thought that segment was pretty cool. It ended up, uh, how we got out of this was Bailey just did some quarterback talk. Sasha was at her chirping a little bit from the corner and then all of a sudden Nikki Cross's music hits and she comes out uh I think she forgot where they were for a second oh no that was on Raw never mind anyway uh Nikki comes out does cuts a promo and then you get uh all the women coming out doing the fucking conga line no I want this yeah and And Dana Brooks was especially bad Hers is always bad. But <sighs> it was she's no got good. some sort of legitimacy to her at the same time. Yeah, no, I always I always root for Dana Brooke for some reason. I don't really know why. Yeah. It's just that underdog vibe. And she doesn't know no what no one wrong besides rolling with Charlotte back in the day. Yeah. She's had a couple of weird little things they tried to do with her. Remember when she was with Titus O'Neil? And uh Oh yeah. It was tied. Yeah, who was the other guy? 
Was it Apollo Crews? Yeah, Apollo Crews. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this, this, this leads us to the women's number one contendership six-pack challenge. Uh, winner gets a title shot at Bailey's SmackDown Women's Championship. And you're seeing how uh, not stacked with uh, upper card women SmackDown is because this is your match. Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke versus Mandy Rose versus Sonya, even though they never laid a finger on one another, versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella. Yep. Yeah, it's it shows a glaring. Uh, well, I mean, they put they they did it to themselves. I mean, well, they had uh, Sasha and Bailey aren't not involved. Correct. Yeah, Sasha and Bailey are the top of the food chain, but they're they're buddies, so everyone's just waiting for that to explode eventually. Yeah, I was gonna say because they put you know they did it to themselves by putting Becky and Charlotte on the same show, but Sasha and Bailey are pretty big, so. And then Nikki has, I mean, they give Lacey a big push. I don't know if fans like her. Nikki, the fans seem to like Nikki. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I'm with the fans too. Like, Lacey, I still got that spunk from uh, you buddying up the waters of Becky's two belts. Oh, yeah. So I, I, on that kayfabe lifestyle, I still don't trust her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but that boot salt is impressive. But Nikki Cross is just like stone cold. It's rough neck. Like it's sloppy and you like it. Yeah, Nikki Cross is is great in the ring. Yeah, it's, it's very char- charismatic. And Nikki Cross ends up winning this match uh, via neckbreaker to Mandy Rose. Yep. I hate how they have... I hate how Mandy keeps doing the fucking... Um, the delayed vertical suplex. Yeah, it scares me every single time. It's like, why do they have her? I mean, I'm sure she's pretty strong, but it just looks weird. I don't know why they have her do that. You know who's stronger? Dana Brooke. Oh, for sure. Or probably Lacey not, Evans. I would, I would not fight Dana Brooke. No, she's she was like a weightlifter. Yeah, she's, oh, yeah, she's a powerlifter for sure. Yeah, she's legit strong. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Nikki, that's cool. I'm cool with that. I would have been cool with Nikki or Sonya. Oh, yeah, Sonya would have been good, but she's still attached to Bandy, so. Oh, there it was. Hill sent out the group text. Hell yeah. Good job, Hillis. I know you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, What else happened? Um, The only other thing we haven't touched was the fact that Braun... Uh, took on Drew Gulak. And Drew, the only thing I want to say about this is Gulak stopped Braun in his tracks when he's about to just come out and pound ass. He's <laughs> like, hang on. I'm with you on beating Tyson Fury. You got to do this for all the wrestlers. And I'm, I'm, I'm so behind you that I made this here 345-page PowerPoint presentation if you'd look up at the Titantron. <laughs> you... Did you catch any of that? No, no. He, he didn't get to slide two, unfortunately. And Braun started doing power slams, probably. Yeah, he just got the front slide, which is just like, I couldn't remember it. It just looked so cheap and so funny. Like, it's it a good gimmick to 
like at least spice that up than just Braun's beating someone's ass. Like Drew Gulak's like, I'd like to introduce myself. Yeah, I mean, he's like, did they give any background of this? Why was it Braun versus Gulak? Uh, they, they might have touched on it early in the night when I wasn't paying attention. I don't know if Gulak was talking shit. Damn, I wish we would have got to the PowerPoint slides. Yeah, I wanted to see slide two at least. Yeah. Where are we going? Where's the story arc on this presentation? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's SmackDown, man. Uh, New Day and Heavy Machinery won a match. I don't remember if it meant anything or not. I don't think it did. Uh, no. No, that was just an eight-man face tag versus heel tag. Okay. Yeah, so I thought, um, I mean, obviously better. I was I was way more happy with this than last week's. Cause la- I mean, I was thinking the other night, and this might be, I might be falling victim to recency syndrome, if you will. But uh-huh. I, I seriously think that the fucking WWE draft of 2019 is one of the worst things I've seen them do since I started watching again, if not the worst. Can you, I started thinking of I started to think of other things and I can't think of anything. Um, that's that's a good teaser for Saturday. I'll try and think of things that are possibly worse since we started watching wrestling. So uh, about the last four years. Yeah. So I can think of some things. I just got to rifle through my binder. Well, when we got back into wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I I know. So. Yeah, because I don't, I, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, there's, they just, they sneak, you know how wrestling is, you just forget. But I'm yeah. sure there there could have been other terrible stuff, but man, that fucking sucked. <laughs> I mean, it's just, every time I think about it, I get very annoyed. Um, <laughs> It'll blow over in a couple months. <laughs> oh, for sure, that's how wrestling is, you'll forget about it in like two weeks, never think about it again. Yep. Until somebody brings it up, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, so tell me, so like I said, I haven't got to Raw at all. You don't have to go through it detailed if you don't want to, but... Um, well, that's good because I stopped taking notes halfway through. Like, since I watched it all wacky where I watched the last half at a bar, they went home and watched the first half. Yeah. No, we don't need a detail. I mean, it's whatever. People... Anybody that's listening to this to actually, for the wrestling content, we can assume watches wrestling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what what did you like? What was it feel like? I mean, this is the first week of, since the new season started, without any bullshit. Um, what'd you like about it? Uh, really, it's just more uh, Crown Jewel setup, from all I saw. Um struggling to remember the back nine right now but what i liked that i saw last night was uh flair starts the show just coming out and shooting the shit by himself uh, uncaged okay and uh at this point on smackdown we didn't touch it but hogan in his interview named uh ali and ricochet to his team that had only two people on it until then Oh, okay. The Muslim guys on Team Hogan? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, no, man. no uh, he said something about it. 
uh, Ali did on social media. Damn, I wish I could remember what he said. Uh, what do you mean, like in kayfabe? No, like he he made a comment about the fact that he was on Team Hogan. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember what he said. Anyway, go ahead. I'll try to look it up real quick. So, uh, Flair comes out, and he's he's there to pick his, uh, his ace in the hole. He said he has an ace in the hole. Like, and, uh, like he's got a secret weapon? He's got a ring? Yeah, he's got, he's got a secret weapon to unleash for his team. Okay. And before he does that, like, I, I forgot he's, he's, he's pulling the heel card right now. Because he, he starts jack-jawing with the crowd a little bit. Oh, yeah. Off, uh, there's some some kid you can't see on camera that he's talking to. He's like, ha use that line on your girl, kid. And then uh, <laughs> the, the audience is reacting. He's like, hey, I used to know your mom. And then he names some strip club from down the road. Hell, yeah. And then he's Fuck, uh, yeah. Uh, the the Browns, some of the Browns are in attendance in the front row, like some of the line and shit. Like he's like, "Where's Odell? Where's Baker?" Ah, well, this guy, you guys could use him on the Browns because Lord knows you sure ain't winning any games. Like he's giving them legit heat. Like he, all of a sudden he's Snoop Dotson, sports taken. That's sick. I remember when he came to. Uh, Peoria with, I think he was with WCW at the time. My mom took me and, uh, Martin, our old buddy Martin. Yeah. And, uh, he, he's, I know for sure he talked about Big Al's, you know how, like, at, <laughs> at, at, at a house show, especially in those days, like, it was mandatory to get some heat from the crowd by talking shit about the town. Yeah. And I know he talked about Big Al's. That's awesome. That's some old school shit there. It was great. That, that's I think that's the thing you'll like from Raw the most. Uh, but then he announces his crown jewel ace in the hole. Okay. You want to take a guess? Um, let's see. This is the heel squad. Who does he have so far before this promo? Just Randy Orton? No, he has Orton. God damn it. Oh, Rusev. No, Rusev, no, he's got Orton Lashley and maybe Shinsuke. Okay. He's so, got the heel, so he wouldn't have Rusev. So is the is his ace in the hole a uh, a full time roster member that we see regularly or no? Yes. Oh, okay. Um So it's no special guests. Another heel. Corbin? No, he had Corbin already. Yeah, Corbin's already on the team. Who are the other heels? I don't know. Who is it? D-Mac, baby. Oh, hell yeah. We haven't seen D-Mac in a while. And D-Mac comes out. I forget if he spits some shit or not, but he has a match versus Ricochet. This is the match of the fucking week. He this pro- match was incredible. He, if he did, he probably took a fucking knee while he was talking shit. <laughs> That's sick. So D-Mac versus Ricochet? Yeah, it's supposed to be a preview since they're each from their respective teams. Flair's like, this is a little preview, Hogan. You better be watching. Okay. Uh, I have a quick update on the Ali situation. So he posted a picture, a side-by-side of him and Hulk Hogan. And it says, a real American 
and Hulk Hogan. Oh. So that was pretty. I like that. Um, Hell yeah, Mustafa. So how long did the Ricochet uh, DMAC match go? Oh, it's a lengthy match. Uh, I want to say solid 15 to 20 minutes. But uh, also during the match, and the match is incredible. I highly suggest watching it. Um, Also during the match, Flair's out there like cheering on DMAC just at ringside. And it's, it's so WCW like the camera came up to him and he's like someone's interviewing him. It's like a sports it had a sportsy feel. Like it was like a sideline interview, you know? During the match? Yeah, during the match. Oh yeah. Players getting interviewed by this woman who I, I I wasn't really paying attention. I don't think I've seen her before. Maybe I have, but It's the new bl- the, the uh new blonde chick. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know her name yet. So she's stiff as a board, and they, like, like he, he's literally going off the cuff. You can tell because he's like, "Hey, Hogan, you better be ready for us. You don't have a, you don't have your top pick yet." Blah blah blah. We'll see you on SmackDown. Where are we gonna be? And the <laughs> woman's like, clearly confused. She's like, we're in Cleveland. She's like. He's like, I know where we are right now. Woo! I'm talking about where we're going to be on Friday. This weekend. And she didn't know? No. Hell yeah. Like Kansas, like he's just like, Kansas City, I'll see you this weekend, Hogan. Damn, that's what wrestling, that's what, that's what wrestling's missing right there, man. It was amazing. The dude, the dude's like 90 years old and he's still like just, hey, you need a promo like literally right now? Okay, let's do it. That's what I mean. Like it's missing the the freestyle aspect, the improvisation. Yeah, that's what I miss. That's what like. There's a lot about professional wrestling right now that's way better. But the like, as far as the athleticism and the match and all that. But the uh, yeah, dude, I miss that. I, I just want I just want that off the cuff, um, improv man. Just cut the promo. Yeah. Know what you know the point you're trying to get across and just talk. Yeah. If it's if sometimes it'll be better than others. Who cares? It, it, like that's the the art of it. Fuck it. Exactly. That's yeah, awesome. That, that, it was amazing. Yeah, I'll go back to watch that for sure. So, uh, did they fucking have Ricochet win? D-Mac one clean? Yeah. Okay. They, they've been... Well, DDT's finest. Well, they've been fucking D-Mac for years, man. He should be just... I think he should be, like, a top guy. I think he might be in this new draft situation. I don't see any reason why not. Good. He needs to keep, like JR always says, he needs to start stacking some wins. (laughs) If you want to get him over, you got to start letting him win. Ricochet does an absolutely amazing shooting star press during this match, too. Off the top rope? You're damn right. Damn. Damn. Just old school, like straight onto the ring, like not to the outside, just into the ring. But it's just perfect. Nice. Uh, What else? We had uh, Aleister Black take on a jobber, and uh, like the two rookie announcers are just clowning on... Or, like, uh, talking up Aleister Black the entire time. And Jerry's, like, 
pulling a classic asshole Jerry movie. He's like, how about we talk about this? Tr- uh, what's the? How about we talk about this Jason Reynolds guy? <laughs> and the other two are just completely silent because this Jason Reynolds guy is just a local jobber. Oh, he's talking about the job the jobber. Yeah, the show bear. Okay, gotcha. And like, well, we're just not going to talk about him at all. <laughs> like he, he's a he's improving himself up there. That's awesome. The old guys are taking over. That's awesome. Um, then uh, speaking of Jerry, the next thing was King's Court with Rusev, where uh, Rusev is like hopeful and shit. He's not hope like he's depressed, obviously. But he's like, I still hope that someday I wear my band because I hope that someday we can, uh, you know, this we can put this all behind us, me and Lana. Oh, God. And all of a sudden, from the Titantron, who do we see but Bobby and Lana out on a dinner date? Bobby the Bull? Bobby the Bull. Did you notice that Corey called him the Bull one time? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I loved it. I was like, oh, thank God somebody else mentioned that. <laughs> Did you mention it on here before? Yeah, yeah. He must be listening. Yeah, he probably is. He started his own podcast, so he probably just came to us for some tips. Yeah, you can have that one. That one's on us. Yeah, cheers, Corey. Um, now they're they're uh, live at a restaurant. Lana going in and out of her accent, saying, "Rusev, <laughs> you know this place." You should know this place because I asked you again and again to take me here and you never did. And then they start like getting cute and getting cuddly and uh, turns back to Rusev and King and Ring. King's like, how do you feel about that? Rusev's like, I know where they are. And he just fucking books it out of the arena. No, yeah. I, I'm looking at a picture right now from that dinner scene, and Lana looks like a complete dirty whore. Like, <laughs> she really does that scene. <laughs> like, who the fuck wears that out? I mean, it is the most amazing. Like, if you haven't seen that, look that shit up. That is hilarious. I mean, Man, I, I feel like I would laugh out loud if I went to dinner and some woman was wearing that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay. So now I got here. I got a clip. Let me watch this live here. It says dinner's over. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's like it, later on in the evening. Okay, so he just goes crazy and destroys the fucking wherever they're at. Yeah. Hell yeah. T- ties the waiter's shoes together. The waiter spills spaghetti all over the place. Does that really happen? No, that's oh. just a funny reference. <laughs> It's like that's amazing. WWE would have really stepped up their game if that would have happened. Okay, so basically, Rusev get finally gets a little revenge. Yep. Okay. Besides that, I don't have um much from Raw. Uh, Rollins came out and cut a promo that I didn't care about. Left the bar really dead and not listening to him too. So. That shows what you're doing for mainstream. Mainstream audiences think Seth Rollins is flamboyant. They don't like they they don't get behind him because he's not powerful enough. They they like a ho- they like a good hoss when they watch the yeah, wrestling. This, this, is, this is from the small context that I've had at at the local bar. This is the, the Badgers. Nice yeah, this is the Badgers crowd likes a nice hoss. 
And, and some of the people who fro- are from the Attitude Era don't like him because on top of stealing the Sweet Chin music with his Burn It Down stomp, he's stealing HBK stomp. Yeah. So there's a couple marks at the bar who are pissed about that, too. I'm looking at a recap here, and it says that he defeats uh, that guy that got drafted incredibly early. Oh, Umberto Carrillo? Yep. Yeah, I didn't know who he was when I was watching at the bar, but yeah, he's, he's a 205 Live fella. So, like, was he good? Why are they giving this guy a push? I mean, it's the same with Drew Gulak. They're just, I, I don't know if 205 Live is just dead entirely but they they moved like a couple of people on the main roster like him and drew gulak and buddy murphy and each of them are getting like some low card tv airtime yeah I, i'm that's a good question i think i don't think it is dead but what the hell's going on because uh the uh they had the cruiserweight title match on nxt and maybe uh it's NXT now. maybe but uh, uh leo rush is the champion Yeah, I was that was cool. I was excited to see him back. I know that something happened and whatever happened. I don't know. I I, I liked Leo in ring at least. wasn't a huge fan of his the shenanigans. Yeah. So the uh, the the how do you say his name? Umberto Carrillo. Yeah. So basically, say say the name is spelled without the H, and then uh, Carrillo. Like Korea. the double L just makes a EO Korea. in Spanish. Okay. Carrillo. Okay. And then it, oh, it says, okay, it says it was announced that Wyatt is bringing back the Firefly Funhouse this Friday on his new home of SmackDown. Oh, uh, yeah, they might have announced that on Raw that I might have missed. Let's, I, I, I didn't think about the Firefly Funhouse being dead until you just mentioned it. Well, I, I never have liked how they, the announcers talk about the Firefly Funhouse. No, don't address it at all. No, it's supposed to be a fucking a rogue programming. He's he's taken over the show, or at least that's how I would want it to be. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't make sense to me to announce that Wyatt's bringing back the Firefly Funhouse this Friday. Well, I mean, it's, it's on top of other shit. Like, Cole's been, later on we'll have the Firefly Funhouse, you know, type of thing. I... While simultaneously having the takeover of the show that they had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And then when it's over, Cole's like, what was that? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Good analysis, Cole. Yeah. Um, One other thing. uh, We got a Cain Velasquez sighting. Oh, yeah. What did we get there? Uh, So, Ray was out doing a promo. Same promo we've seen from what I could tell at the bar. And Shelton Benjamin comes out. He's like, where's your buddy Kane now? He's not here, huh? And he's just like poking Ray and literally flicking his forehead and shit. Just slapping him around. This isn't the and first... And all of a sudden, Kane Velasquez comes in and it turns real UFC-like. Like it, it, As a wrestling fan, what I saw in ring there was not pleasant. It was literally just MMA. Like, you, you, you grappled him behind the waist and you did the takedown, and now you guys are shoveling for position. Because it's him and Shelton Benjamin, you know? They both got amateur backgrounds. Yeah. So, but, this isn't the first time that 
Shelton Benjamin's like been on Brock's side. Remember they teased? Yeah, he, 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 he straight up announced it. He's like, I'm on Team Brock or whatever. Yeah, and they, I, I they teased that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just I, I was wondering if you remembered when what what was the story where they teased that like a month ago or two months ago? Oh, I couldn't remember. I just know that they both they're from the same class of uh, OVW O-W-H, or whatever. What was it? OVW. OVW. Yeah. If you listen Excellent. to to uh, Jim Ross, dude, he, he talks about that all the time. He's so proud of it. Oh, I'm sure he is. Which is a lot of lot of good wrestlers coming out of that. No, I mean it's it's cool. Put yourself over, Jr. That's a hell of a class. But he 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 straight brags about that OVW class and then The Rock because he signed The Rock. But yeah, Jr. uh, had a towel, but he signed The Rock. Yeah, he signed The Rock. I remember the story's classic. He's like, they go to this diner and The Rock can't even pay for his meal or something. Oh, yeah, I've heard Jay. Jay he said that on on air before, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, I, I mean, JR was in charge of talent relations when it all, you know, when it was the biggest it's ever been. So, yeah, like, that's true. I mean, he's got the right to brag. But, yeah, it was like Shelton Benjamin... Randy Orton, John Cena, uh, Brock Lesnar, and somebody else. There's five of them. Damn, who am I missing? I don't Wait, know. Did you say Cena, Orton, Lesnar, Benjamin, and uh, that's the only Benjamin tag team partner. Oh, was it Charlie Haas or whatever? Yeah, Charlie Haas. I can't. I can't want to say Jason Jordan, but. Charlie Oz. <laughs> that was the reboot. Yeah. They they did the black and white uh, American team again. <laughs> but uh, okay, so so who, Kane beat up who though? Real quick, beat up Shelton. Shelton Benjamin, amateur wrestling style. Okay. And it wasn't like a beat down. He just gave him a couple uh, ones to the ground. Like, there wasn't many punches or anything. Shelton squirmed out of there. So he didn't do any professional wrestling-style moves? No, there's zero professional wrestling. That's a bummer, because, like, I thought that guy's had matches before. Yeah. He needs to start showing it. I don't want to see that gay-ass UFC shit. Yeah, man, uh, that's about it. Besides uh, Street Profits versus uh, the club. Which is I, I could remember I could tell you who won probably the club. All right, well that's that's wrestling. Like I said, we'll yeah. come back. Uh, we'll come back maybe on Saturday and give you that. We'll give you that uh, thirty second bulls update. And maybe yeah. and maybe a little. Uh, well, I don't know. You might not be able to watch AEW. Because you got uh, the Bulls game. Oh, I can't, I'll record it. I'm going to go to the bar for the Bulls game. I can't watch it here. Okay. And who are they playing again? Charlotte Hornets, baby. So, what's your prediction? Win or a loss to start the season? Win. I think Both so, too. Win. I think so, too. I got a strong feeling about tonight. Uh, I, I'm a homer, as Eric has noted. No, 
multiple times with the Bulls, but yeah, I think a win. Okay. Let's hope so. Hell yeah. Let's give let's give the Bulls a round of applause. Okay. All right, is there anything else, Jeff, before we wrap up here? Not if we have an episode Saturday. Nope. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. We got to have a Chicago Bulls update. This just didn't work out because we were going to do it Friday night, but I got to work Friday night now. Sure. So, let's just do this. Let's continue this. Let's make this part one and let's continue this Saturday. We'll have a 30-second Bulls update. We'll have an AEW Dynamite recap. And then we'll have a uh, hopefully an NWA Power um, recap as well. I believe they're on episode three. All right, night night. Night night. But now I don't it's understand. Start calling it. Now I don't. Now I don't Good. Huh? I said, okay. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.